This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of Multi-Level Mondays. My name is Blair or the Illuminati, and in today's episode, we're gonna start off strong by discussing a company called OneCoin. OneCoin is a particularly fascinating case because we're going to be discussing a company that is not only an MLM, but is also a Ponzi scheme combined into one. It's a very rare and interesting look at when two pretty bad business models combine to make one company. If you're interested in learning about the history and growth and eventual fall of OneCoin, make sure to keep listening. And if you want to see the video version of this podcast, make sure to look up Illuminati, that is with two eyes on YouTube. So I just wanna start off with two really quick definitions for two business terms that are gonna be used a lot, obviously, during this video. And the first is going to be an MLM or multi-level marketing. What that essentially is, is it is a business model that rides a gray line between direct marketing and a pyramid scheme. In a pyramid scheme, you create money or wealth by getting like intro fees from new people. And in a direct sales model, you get your like fees and commissions through selling the product. So what an MLM does is it takes the selling of a product portion of commissions, but it also takes the selling of the new people into the program and combines that together to create your so-called income. And that's gonna be the essential baseline of what an MLM is. Now, as for a Ponzi scheme, it is a fraudulent investment scam that promises high rates of return for little risk. A Ponzi scheme generates income returns for the early investors by acquiring new investors, similar to a pyramid scheme, and the chain will continue. Eventually it will bottom out just like a pyramid scheme does when people stop investing and there just isn't enough money to go around anymore. Eventually a Ponzi scheme is bound to fail, but during its peak, those responsible live one hell of an extravagant lifestyle. And OneCoin is going to be the story of exactly that. And it's going to be taking a look at one of the largest Ponzi schemes in the world. So let's see how this happened. Now, OneCoin, as you can probably already guess from the name, was promoted as being something similar to Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a digital currency created in 2009 following the housing market crash. It offers the promise of lower transaction fees, it's not backed by any banks or governments, and overall, it's still pretty unstable. OneCoin, on the other hand, founded by Ruha Ignatova in 2015, had a few large differences. There's the presence of peer-to-peer network, which means mining is done only by the company All transactions can be operated via partnership exchanges and all data can be stored by the issuer. According to the company, the main aspect of their business is spreading educational material about exchange trading. For the implementation of OneCoin, the principle of multi-level marketing is used. In other words, it is a pyramid scheme which raises many questions in the crypto community about its legality. And don't you just love it when we start off in an MLM and a Ponzi scheme just combine like that? Like, chef's kiss here. It's like a combination of all bad things and OneCoin just wanted to see like how shady they could be before they got caught. 
Now, although one source told me that Ruha founded the company in 2015, a few others said 2014. And unfortunately, when I did do my digging, the waters are extremely murky here. So forgive me if I'm jumping around a little bit with timelines, but I'm trying to give you guys an idea of exactly what was going on here. You see, this is because Ruha also interacted with Igor Alberts and he's like a king of MLMs. And obviously, I don't mean that as a compliment. This guy is pretty much a super ultra successful scammer. He's very good at setting up these MLMs and just letting them go off the rails and profiting before they do. He knows the game and he's very good at it is my point here. So Igor also became a player in this game when he met Ruha in Dubai. According to the BBC, Ruha made a powerful impression too with her princess's dresses and her vision of a financial revolution. Igor returned with a new mission and gave new instructions to all the salespeople in his downline. Stop whatever you're doing and start selling one coin. We gathered the teams together and we started to work like crazy, he says. We made in our first month almost 90,000 euros out of nothing. Bang. Oh, and I don't know why I have the sudden need to say this. I think it's because I saw the bang. OneCoin is not BitConnect, the like video that H3H3 made years ago, the guy that's like, BitConnect. These are two different companies. I just wanted to clear that up. Now, here's the thing about Ruha. Ruha had a PhD in law. She wasn't a stupid woman trying to make a buck. She was actually incredibly smart and well-educated, which makes this all the more terrifying. A horrible person, absolutely, but not a dumb one. She recognized that pitching this fake coin to an already established MLM seller with massive downlines was her best chance of success. After all, who better to fall for an MLM than someone who was already in one? The FBI says she even privately referred to her scheme as the bitch of Wall Street meets MLM. And in true MLM fashion, those at the top like Igor made millions while the people at the bottom suffered. So. A question here that has to be asked is, was any part of this even real? Well, personally, I'd like to think there's a few reasons that one coin sold, at first anyway. Ruha promised thousands upon thousands of people that one coin was like Bitcoin, but bigger and easier to use. Normally, this is the point in an MLM video where I would talk about the products and the things and whatever they're trying to sell. But cryptocurrency is quite difficult for a lot of people to understand. And as one Forbes contributor puts it, I am constantly running into techies and entrepreneurs who have made a ton of money by investing in cryptocurrencies. I don't usually get into something unless I've educated myself on it and feel very comfortable with the industry. But to be honest, I haven't experienced this much FOMO, fear of missing out in a while. And does that sound familiar to you? Marketers use FOMO to promote their products, obviously, and I've seen MLMs rely on it from time to time as well. Now, OneCoin was in probably one of the most perfect positions you could be in as a cryptocurrency trader. People that had that FOMO about Bitcoin and didn't understand it enough to want to risk investing could turn to her and turn to OneCoin as well as obviously having the extra edge of having all these people in MLMs as well, because she was using people like Igor to keep that downline and that Ponzi scheme growing. And again, a Ponzi scheme fails when the new wave of investors slowly dries out and it becomes a ripple and then nothing at all. But for a while, the only thing Ruha saw was wave after wave of people just coming in and throwing money and just giving her essentially more money. And she could continue building this Ponzi scheme and it went up to some incredible heights. However, there's a few inherent differences between OneCoin and Bitcoin. And those differences are what keep OneCoin from being a legitimate cryptocurrency. And that is the direct reason why people invested in a scam and again, not a cryptocurrency. 
For a long time, people have tried to create a form of digital money independent of state-backed currencies, but they have always failed because no one could trust them. They would always need someone in charge who would manipulate the supply and forgery was too easy. The reason so many people are excited by Bitcoin is that it solves that problem. It depends upon a special type of database called a blockchain, which is like a huge book, one that Bitcoin owners have independent but identical copies of. Every time a Bitcoin is sent from me to someone else, a record of that transaction goes into everyone's book. Nobody, not banks, not governments, or the person who invents it is in charge or can change it. There is some very clever maths behind all this, but it means that Bitcoins can't be faked, they can't be hacked, and they can't be double spent. The key point is that these special blockchain databases are what make cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin work. One coin, on the other hand, didn't have a blockchain server. They had a SQL server, which is no basis for a genuine cryptocurrency. The manager of the database could go in and change it at will. So people would spend real money, thousands and thousands of dollars, pounds, euros, wherever they were from, on money that had no real basis or accountability in reality. They were just numbers typed into a computer. So this product essentially was an illusion. However, the community around OneCoin began to grow with a reported 3 million investors around the world. Seminars were held across the world. Hand signals were made between members, like you name it, it was happening. This followed an MLM cultish community to the letter. However, it wasn't long before some countries started to catch on and tried to warn people about OneCoin. One of the first warning signs was from Ruha's own country, Bulgaria, in September 2015. Now, obviously, as most of you know, I am not Bulgarian and I cannot speak Bulgarian, so I'm gonna put this through Google Translate and I'm gonna pray to God that this came out right. Now, this is what the translated version of this, obviously, but this came from the Financial Supervision Commission, and here's what it said. The FSC informs potential investors and internet users that the activities related to acquisition, trading, and payment with OneCoin are not regulated by the current European and national legislation in the field of capital markets. At present, OneCoin or other virtual currencies are not recognized and are not treated as a financial instrument within the meaning of MFIA and should not be subject to the requirements of MFIA. Potential investors and consumers should keep in mind that investing in such cryptocurrencies, which already exceed 400 different types, carries a high risk. The Direct Selling Association in Norway also came out with an article, which I also Google translated, and here's what it said. A return of a staggering 18,000% and a savings account with 13% interest are among the lures when OneCoin asks people to bet 1,200 kroner to earn 24,000 kroner, or those with extra large wallets to bet 338,000 to be left with a profit of 62 million. Welcome to a dream world full of scams. I'm sure they worded it better, but you get the idea and I kind of like the wording to be honest, but anyway, they continued stating, there is little information to be found about OneCoin except that interested parties are asked to attend meetings. Among other things, it is claimed that the concept is legal in over 200 countries. Depending how much you have invested, you should be able to earn money from up to four levels below you in the pyramid and up to 25% of the money in circulation. The starter pack costs 1200 kroner, after which a gain of 24,000 kroner is predicted after 18 months. The largest investment is 338,000 and represents a gain of 62 million. The OneCoin website states that the total number of members in the pyramid is 1.3 million. 
The founder is Ruha Ignatova, who is to be a former McKinsey consultant from Bulgaria. The company is registered in Gibraltar. And this problem was obviously far bigger than Norway and Bulgaria. It spread like wildfire. And we know that even though people here in the US are warned about MLMs, there's still plenty who ignore the warning signs and dive right in. The UK said that OneCoin was virtually worthless. And while they promoted themselves as having a market capital of $3 billion, OneCoin wasn't anywhere on coin market cap websites. They weren't ranked. They weren't even existent as far as cryptocurrency companies went. The math didn't work out and the small print on the OneCoin website said they didn't warrant that their content was accurate, reliable, current, or error-free. Every and any promise they made was meaningless since OneCoin said in black and white that they didn't even intend on holding themselves accountable for, well, anything. Oh, and that supposed like commission you would earn as like a hunbot selling this product was 10%. So if you convinced a family member to spend 5,000 euros, you get 500. Like once again, making hunbots want to pressure their friends and family members to invest in a scam. At least with most MLMs we cover, you do get a product at the end. It might be poorly made, cheap, shoddy quality or overpriced, but at least you still get something. This was just investing in sheer nothingness and empty promises. Later that year in December, 2016, the Italian antitrust authority took a stand and ordered one coin to cease trading in Italy, calling it an illegal pyramid sales system. And then again, the process was repeated in Hungary, Croatia, you get the point. Unfortunately, the damage had already been done by the time these countries tried to warn their citizens. One woman and her friends and family even lost a quarter of a million euros, convinced they were going to be rich. But when people didn't listen and one coin stuck around, then the arrest began. One of the earliest raids was in China in March, 2016. One source states, Chinese authorities are indeed investigating OneCoin. When Chinese authorities began investigating OneCoin is unclear. What we do know, however, is that a Guangdong police investigation led to a raid on OneCoin promotional events on March 16th. Three top Chinese OneCoin investors holding the event were arrested and assets totaling 200 million RMB or 30.8 million USD have been seized. Authorities investigating OneCoin estimated some 600 million RMB or 92.4 million USD have been invested by thousands of OneCoin affiliates in Guangdong, Shandong, Liangdong, Sichuan, Henyan, Hebei, Heilongjiang, Hunan, and other places. On April 24th, the Provisional Public Security Economic Crime Investigation held a public awareness event. The event was specifically aimed at raising awareness of new types of Ponzi fraud, including the cryptocurrency Ponzi points model OneCoin uses. Director Huang Shou accuses companies like OneCoin, who he says engage in illegal fundraising activities of targeting the elderly. One method Chinese OneCoin investors used to promote the scheme was to claim China Business Network television presenter Xiang Yufei has endorsed the scheme. Two days ago, Yikai News issued a press release denying the claims. As per an April 19th letter, the reporter Xiang Yufei is not involved in any way with OneCoin. Anyone using her likeness to promote OneCoin is doing so falsely and illegally as per Chinese law. 
UK will continue to investigate the matter and hold the OneCoin investors legally responsible for disseminating false information. Anyone who continues to use Jiang Yufei's name to promote OneCoin will have legal action taken against them. And again, using a public figure to promote an MLM without their consent is bad enough. Using literally anyone to promote an MLM without their consent is really rotten. And we've seen plenty of examples of those. But then just adding the extra layer of making it a cryptocurrency scam, it's just like an extra level of fucked up on this stupid cake. There's just no way to get around this, but Of course, that's not the only disturbing warning sign that one coin was falling down the tubes. About a year later in India, 18 people were arrested for duping 72 investors out of 52.37 lakh. One lakh is equivalent to about 1500 USD. So this was somewhere around $77,000. However, before the police could seize all the funds, a further 75 crores or about 11 million USD was transferred into a different bank account. All the while countries began or continued to warn their people about this scam. Germany spoke out in April as well as Thailand with Belize following a month later. OneCoin tried to fight back the following month in Vietnam, claiming that they had a document signed off by the Vietnamese government saying they were licensed by the government. But the Vietnamese government quickly responded and said that that was a forgery and they were not in fact the first country in Asia to license the scam. To say the least, things were not looking great for OneCoin. Countries were crawling out of the woodwork, telling OneCoin off and insisting they would not license them in their countries. The CEO made up a license to seem legit and Vietnam was very quick to tell them off. People were getting arrested in India. It just, everything was slowly but surely turning into an absolute shit show. And remember how I mentioned a little earlier that Ruha is very smart, not a dumb person after all, and how, yeah, she might literally be an absolute piece of shit, but dumb, that's one thing she was not. Well, apparently she saw saw all of this unfolding too. And she was smart enough to know when the jig was up. Rather than stick around, get arrested and face the music, Ruha did exactly what a smart, rotten person would do in this type of situation. She vanished. Now, a few articles I use refer to Ruha as Dr. Ruha because of her PhD in law. And personally, I'm kind of not about giving her that title because sure, she may have a PhD, but she's just kind of a piece of shit. So in my eyes, I don't really care. I just thought I would mention that for any of you that do want to actually look at my sourcing, you will see some articles that just say Ruha and some that say Dr. Ruha. I'm just letting you know why I will not address her as that. But anyway, according to Cold Fusion, in October, 2017, she was supposed to attend a seminar in Lisbon, Portugal. She was extremely punctual, often refusing to attend meetings when others were even a minute late. So when she didn't show, some people speculated she may have been targeted and harmed because of her wealth even though Ruha always had two bodyguards with her. Emerging Europe wrote, Ruha, as she became known in a twist worthy of a Hollywood thriller, disappeared off the face of the earth. Remarkably, OneCoin, despite having swindled millions of people out of a reported 4 billion US dollars, a conservative estimate did not. The Times has called OneCoin one of the biggest scams in history, but where is Ruha? Where is the 4 billion US dollars? Why is OneCoin still being sold? One podcast in particular has had the Emerging Europe team riveted over the past couple of months, a podcast that sets out to solve the mystery of what happened to Ruha, the money invested in her cryptocurrency and why so many people were willing to part with their cash. The podcast that they're referring to is called The Missing Crypto Queen, and it goes into some serious detail about Ruha's travels. Emerging Europe gives it high praise 
ways. And from the bits and pieces I listen to, it's some really fascinating stuff. Episode seven especially focuses on the theories about where she's gone, and it plainly says Ruha could be anywhere, even hiding in plain sight. Apparently, one woman on the podcast even emailed Ruha's photo to a restaurant in Athens where they tracked her to, and the restaurant said she seemed pretty familiar. Every member of staff recognized her photo, and they remembered her with a party of six or eight. It could be true she's traveling around Europe, and it certainly seems possible she's alive, but no one seems to be able to catch her. They speak with a journalist Oliver Bullo, who's an expert in tracking money throughout Europe, what he calls Moneyland, a place where money seems to disappear. After all, if Ruha had $4 billion to her name, it shouldn't be too hard to trace. But if you're rich enough, clever enough, and well-advised enough, Oliver says you can structure your money in a way that the assets become invisible. Some say one in every seven or eight dollars in the world is invisible in this moneyland. Others estimate it's far higher. If you're sufficiently wealthy, all the rules go out the window because banks are willing to take risks on you anyway. And as for anyone getting away with it, he says, it's in their best interest you get away with it. Lawyers won't want to tell anyone because you're a good client. And I know we hear plenty of talk and conspiracy theories about this dark underbelly world only the obscenely rich can access. So maybe it's possible. Ruha could be in this money land, as they put it, where she's got her assets well protected, difficult, or very close to impossible to track as it's incredibly lucrative. Oliver even states that though you may get whistleblowers from time to time, they have to be mad, genuinely mad to do such a thing because not only do they have so much incentive not to tell, but it's extremely risky and it possibly could be a deadly thing to do. Now onto Ruha and all of this. Her structure to OneCoin was complicated to say the least. They give the example of her home. It was owned by one property. One property was owned by Risk Limited and Risk Limited was owned by Ruha, but transferred to unnamed Panamanians. But the home was managed by Paragon. Paragon was managed by Artifix and Artifix was managed by Ruha's mother. Then the ownership of Artifix was sold to an unknown man in his 20s in 2017. So yeah, this is all just a purposefully confusing web to keep Ruha well hidden. And though the missing crypto queen is traveling all across Europe and trying to track her down is difficult. I won't lie, it's it's kind of impressive a little bit, like in a messed up way, it's kind of impressive. You gotta, you gotta give her that. However, though Ruha vanished, her brother Constanin did not. Instead, he took over and the blame fell on his shoulders instead. Constanin was arrested at the Los Angeles International Airport in March, 2019. He signed a plea deal, though he hasn't been sentenced yet. Another man, Mark Scott, also stands accused of routing about 400 million US dollars out of the US and he faces money laundering and bank fraud charges. Unsurprisingly, he's pled not guilty. Both of these people could end up with decades in prison for this easily. But with all of this happening, you would think that OneCoin would finally be shut down completely. But strangely enough, they weren't. One Life Network, AKA OneCoin, tried to get some positive press out there after all of this. And for some reason they hosted a beauty pageant in 2019. Like that's how they wanted to distract people from the fact that they were clearly a scam, their owner vanished and the brother who took their place had been arrested, like, okay. And this has got to be one of the most bizarre ways I've ever seen an MLM or a Ponzi scheme try to clear their name or distract people. Their promo is just so tasteless, saying how for the first time in history, 
history, a beauty pageant is produced using cryptocurrency. How the event is promoting worldwide the future of transactions. Like what the actual fuck is this? You cannot just rob people out of billions of dollars and then host a beauty pageant. Like it's incredibly bizarre and I don't even know what to fully make of this. I mean, Again, I've got to say, it is absolutely a unique way to distract people from the fact that you're a pyramid scheme. Like, I will give them that, but bizarre? Absolutely. And late last year, after all of this complete nonsense, Mark Scott was found guilty of conspiracy to commit money laundering and bank fraud. However, just a few months later, Scott was released because of health concerns and the COVID pandemic. Which I mean, I get it, I guess. I'm not a doctor, so I can't say whether or not this was the right call or obviously what was actually going on, but for some reason, it still infuriates me all the same. He scammed people out of millions, but he gets locked up in his very fancy nice home instead. And we're We are all locked up in our own homes. Everyone's in quarantine. And it's frustrating to know that as of this moment, Scott isn't really paying for his crimes. Now, as for what Mark Scott is up to currently, Well, just this month, November, 2020, he was disbarred from practicing law because of this whole OneCoin shenanigans. He is reportedly trying to fight it, but with little to no success, obviously. He is also apparently still free from prison for those same health concerns, but is scheduled for sentencing in December, 2020. So we will see how that goes. As for the real brains behind this whole thing and the woman that got away, no one knows where Ruha vanished to, but she was Absolutely a brilliant mastermind, evil, manipulative, despicable, an asshole, but most certainly brilliant. OneCoin definitely is not your average MLM. And even though the scheme is technically still operational right now, the website shut down and the investigation is ongoing. And for the time being, we can only hope that one day soon, Ruha is caught and punished for these crimes. And when she hopefully is, I might be able to finally create that successful and very satisfying follow-up to this incredible mess of a situation. But as for right now, that's where the story ends today. If you enjoyed this first episode of Multi-Level Mondays, make sure to follow the podcast on all of your favorite podcasts hosting websites will be available, Apple, iTunes, and of course, with The Roost. And if you're interested in seeing the full video version, make sure to check out the YouTube channel Illuminati as well. If you want more from me in the description down below, I will provide all the sources that I use to create this episode, as well as all of my social media links so you can connect with me outside of the podcast as well. So thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of Multi-Level Mondays, now in a podcast format. I love you guys and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Lost in the desert of your mind, darkness takes me away.